Hi, this is Anika Noni Rose. I'm a Tony Award winner, a singer, writer, and producer. Some of you might know me as Maggie the Cat, Carmen Jones, Wendy Scott Carr, Jukebox, Laurel, or even as your favorite princess. I am all of those people and none of those people. Like our guests on the show and you listening at home, I too find it important to be able to define myself outside of the boxes others have constructed for me. That's what this show is about, the power of being seen as one wishes to be. In season three, we're going to be talking about black women for the first time, and I'm going to be your host. To start the season, I sat down with my friend and host of season one and two, Darnell Moore, to talk about holding space, loving women, and building community. How you doing? I'm... How's the experience so far? <laughs> it's been a good. <laughs> it's been a good experience. It's been a good experience. It's been a. Um... It's been a real learning experience and mm. at times a much more emotional experience than I was expecting it to be. I don't know what I expected. I think I just expected, you know, you're going to interview people, but I wasn't, I just wasn't expecting to be moved. And I think that's been mm. a real gift of this journey, talking to people and specifically speaking to Black women in this time and space. Mm-hmm. I was saying to somebody yesterday, I think around the, I don't know, second interview, maybe third, I sat down with a friend and I said, you know, black women really need each other. Mm. Like, really. And I don't, sometimes I think, and, you know, somebody's going to be listening and be like, not me. But if it's not you, <laughs> calm down. But sometimes I think we don't realize just how much whether it's because you're lucky enough to be surrounded by that time, that type of sisterly, motherly, daughterly love, or because you've done without it for so long, you don't know that something is missing. But when you feel it, and when you're in the midst of it, and something magical happens with somebody you don't even know well, you realize how necessary that is and how welcome it is. I love it. One of the things I love is with podcasts, and particularly this one, is you're inviting audiences into the intimate space that's shared between maybe two strangers. Mm -hmm. And these are the conversations we have sometimes in the privacy of our lives. Mm -hmm. But to put it on display for the public and to allow all of our emotions, our, our, our fears and our vulnerabilities to be present, Mm-hmm. It's a gift. for You know, so many people come up to me like, thank you. Mm. And I'm sitting there like, what? You know what I mean? We just got up and, you know, we talking. This is what I do, you know, talk. But I also understood like, oh, okay. This is a type of talking and a type of deep vulnerability and a type of transparency I practice within the confines of, say, my home. Mm-hmm. And or the safe spaces in my life. And to make that available to a public is a gift. Mm-hmm. It's such a gift. I'm so glad you're doing this. I'm so glad. Like, I'm like, Anika needs to do this. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about how we met then. Because we... Yeah. The, the key key is that we haven't met. <laughs> <laughs> the pa- the, pan- the pandemonium. Yes, in the midst the of that. It's the reason really why we met. And we connect... It's interesting that um, social media, t- digital technology becomes a tool through which so many communities are bridged. And... 
We, I've been following you. We've been following one another on Twitter and on Instagram. And I'm just like, your voice was so clear in the midst of the cacophony. Oh, thank you for that. You know how the Twitters can be. You know how the social medias can be. <laughs> Wild. And I'm like, here is a person that I've deeply admire who I've always watched with deep admiration, whether you're on stage or on the screen. And like, you're not just this, you know, a, a sort of voice that exists without substance, mm-hmm. but you're saying some real shit. And anyway, so in the pandem- in the pandemanium, in the midst of it all, I was like, you know, what? I want to get together some folk who I think are thinking artists, feeling artists, mm. Black folk who I think care about not only the, the, the communities, but I think, you know, deeply, deeply care about all that's going on in the world right now and also we could show up for one another. And we organized this virtual gathering like this on a Zoom and brought together these artists, of which Anika was one, um, like Jason Reynolds and Delon Burnside and Kamon, Felix and... Bria. Bria, Simone. Oh, my God. <laughs> and who else? I mean, Michael Williams. And it's interesting, right? Because these folk meet in this moment. And I'm looking at all the work that they all are doing in the world now that they sort of hinted at mm-hmm. in that space. And here we are again, back at Zoom, connected. And what's so funny is that I... When I saw you online, I didn't know you, right? I saw I saw a picture of you in this badass red suit. <laughs> Top to bottom power red. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I posted it on my stories, having no idea really, you know, who you were or what you were about. I was like, this man is living and, and giving us such strong, beautiful, vibrant beacon of of beauty in this moment, which we needed. Um, Because I think that might have been right before everything went crazy. Yes, that was Sundance. Right? So you were looking amazing. You you made it through the Sundance COVID bubble because so many people... I'm pretty sure that I got COVID at Sundance. So many people went down at Sundance. Mm -hmm. And then I saw that you had written a book and I got excited about this book because, you know, I've I read everything. Yes. And so I put the book online. I was like, I'm reading this book right now. And uh, I went back and read it, by the way, in in preparation for this before finding out that I also was going to be under scrutiny for this particular interview. I was like, what am I going (laughs) to dig into for Darnell? But it was such a courageous and um, beautiful space that you inhabit in that book. I... Mm. I say a book, and a book sounds so light for what it is. First of all, it's a memoir, um, which in itself is a is a bravery if you're doing it for real. Um, I think mm-hmm. some people some people write m- memoir ish, but um, <laughs> you <laughs> you went fully in. And I, what is amazing to me is the man that I have met virtually who is a healer and a very spiritual, warm and loving being, even to people that you didn't really know. You bought, mm. brought this space of balm together to see how you created yourself mm. out of what you came from and how, I would say, primarily the women around you mm-hmm. assisted in creating the self that you are now is amazing because 
there's no reason it should have worked. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The only reason you have become the amazing whole being that you are is because of the love that was surrounding you at times when you didn't know it. Mm-hmm. The love that understood you when you didn't know it, when when you told your mother exactly who you were, and she said, oh, mm-hmm. child, please. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. But also because you really were a font of love, and you just had to know it and mm-hmm. and expect it and receive it and be free to give it. I hope that really, I'm just saying this because I want people to, I really want people to read this book because, not because they have to have your experience or, or even can have your experience, but to know we are told so often that, you know, we are what we are. And to an extent, we are what we are, but we also have the power to dig and chisel and shape and grow and create our own space to take up. And um, you're just such an amazingly beautiful spirit. Um, I'm so grateful to know you. Thank you. Wow. That's a good way to begin a, a, good, to begin a Friday. That's a good meditation for me. But you said something that was so key, which ties back to why I was so excited about you doing um, hosting this season you talked about the the women in my life and the black women in my life. And that book is so many ways. It's a love letter to them, mm. to my mama and her sisters and all of the unnamed um, women who appear in that book, who appeared in my life, who made it possible for me to be here, to be alive. Mm. And so much of my life, I have felt it my responsibility in the best way possible, in the best way possible to pay that love back and forward to Black women. So as I'm thinking about this season and why it's so important that at every turn Black women are centered, that they are making decisions, that they are organizing and, and, and at the center of the conversations about their lives in ways that they tend not to be. <laughs> I'm just so, I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled. I mean, we talk for a long, for many, many years about HIV as one example not thinking about the many women who had been caught up mm-hmm. in its storm. And, and and I mean, I have a second cousin, but the first person that I knew who had um, was living with HIV wasn't a gay man. It wasn't, you know, some archetypal sort of... It was a second cousin who was a Black woman mm. who died way too early in her 20s. And when she died, there was whispers in the family about why she was gone. And the only word I heard was AIDS. Mm. That's in the 80s, you know? So I am grateful, you know? And then, I mean, look, we can go down a line. We're thinking of making the connections between sort of HIV, the the HIV epidemic, Mm -hmm. and the pandemic that we now exist in and all of the ways that Black women, again, right, who are finding themselves at the center of the storm. And every, I mean, there's so many conversations happening within social discourse. Mm -hmm. And in it, we can always find layerings of, Black women's experiences. So on one hand, I'm grateful that we can make space to unpack those realities, but but not just the sort of negation, but I'm happy to have a place where Black women can be centered in this way within the cultural zeitgeist 
And I'm happy you're at the helm of it because you bring care. Yes, you bring an understanding of what's happening in the world, but it's one thing to have a politics. It's another thing to have a politics and to have it paired with love. Hmm. There's a lot of people that talk good shit, that got real good theory, that can that can raise our fist, who lack love. And that can be a type of love, but I'm talking about the deep type of care that allows us to really see and make space for people's experiences. And that's what you're bringing to these conversations. I'm very, very thrilled about it. Thank you. What do you most, what do you feel most challenged by? And what is the thing that uplifts you the most when you're engaging in the conversations? I think that the thing that uplifts me the most when I am talking to these women, all of whom are phenomenal in their fields and in this life, is when I am handed trust enough for the woman I am speaking to to open herself up and be someone that she wouldn't normally be in an interview when she feels safe enough to be her thorough self, her vulnerable self, her frightened self. And then we can meet in that place. And it's not something I'm, you know, I'm not digging for something specific. I'm really just having a conversation. I'm not trying to manipulate somebody into a particular place or space. But it has happened a couple of times that people have shared things with me that they have not shared before. And it is so deeply moving and such a a gift to me because it's hard to feel safe in an interview space. Mm. It's hard to feel like somebody is not going to take your words and twist them around or not know what's going to happen or who, mm. why it's why this question is being asked, who this person is you're, you're talking and I'm a, to. I'm a, and I'm assuming that that's especially true even more so for Black women. I would, I would say definitely so. Mm. So when the woman I'm talking to feels safe enough is really the correct uh, word to be her thorough self and to let a little guard down when we can talk as sisters and colleagues and friends, uh, not just the business of, okay, well, I now have to do press, (laughs) which is a totally different thing. Mm -hmm. It's a gift to me, and I feel so very honored. Um, And I also feel very serious about holding their hearts and their spaces sacred. You know, if if somebody says something and I feel in the next breath that they wish they hadn't said it, or if they look uncomfortable because we are looking at each other on Zoom, one thing that is very important to me is I say, listen, if you feel after having said that, letting air hit it, that that's something that you don't want on this podcast or on the air, trust that we can edit it out. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is let us know and we will edit it out. And mm-hmm. I mean that because I've had enough interviews where I've been fooled into being comfortable or into saying something and it has come back in a way that I didn't like or has been framed in a way that I didn't like or I thought about it later and was like, you know, I just feel like that's too that's too personal, that's too this or that's too something. 
And there is no care taken to protect me in that space. Mm. That's really important to me. So that is a great honor to me. And what was the other part of your question? Because it was a two-prong. Challenges. Challenges. <laughs> <laughs> One challenge for me is that I don't have time to read everybody's every work. And I mm. want to read everybody's work. <laughs> you know what I mean? In its entirety. And so... Like I, I spoke with um, Roxanne Gay yesterday and I have read a lot of her work, but I haven't been able to read everything. Uh, <laughs> and I want to, um, but you know, there's no time. And by the way, let's just, we, we just, Roxanne Gay, you know, like no small name. No. You know, it's just like, you know, you know, y'all got the, you got some good guests, I, some amazing guests. Unbelievable. And, and I've been following Roxanne for so long and and actually interacting with her on social media. You know, but don't get it twisted. You aren't friends on social media, even though you <laughs> feel friendly. And I'm still a fan. It was a great big deal for me to to interview her and talk to this phenomenal mind. And so it it's hard for me if I'm not able to read everybody's everything, and and I'm not, and I just have to, you know, come to terms with that. Yes. But what I do is incorporate the research that the show and the producers and the research has given have given to me, and they've done a phenomenal job. And then I do my own on top of that because I have to be able to speak to somebody from a place of. Um, of intimate knowledge of my own mm. reaching and searching and of the things that um, spark my mind and spark my spirit, the words that I see or hear from the person that says, oh, I understand that from this place, you know. So I, I do a lot of extra research. I get a little scared sometimes when I'm talking to uh, political folks because I have a good political mind, but I am not a politician and I don't I don't know the ins and out of like policy and things like that. And so that's always scary to me because I feel like I should know more, but you can't know all that if you didn't study it. And that's hard for me to let go of, you know, because I'm like, no, I have to know things. <laughs> <laughs> I have to know things. I cannot step in this forum not knowing things. But sometimes you just have to know humans. Sometimes that's you just have to know it. people. I was going to say, and that's that's the gift. Yeah. The gift is, you know, I am in conversation a lot of times with folk from worlds that are different than mine who have um, knowledges that I just don't have access to. Mm-hmm. But here's what I do know. I know how to connect to people. Yes. And so do you. Yeah. And I think that is what makes this podcast so important is that I've called this sort of like a it's sort of a soundscape. It is a, it is, it is not just, you know, the standard, you know, let's talk radio. It's not talk radio. Right. No, it's not sound you're bites. Getting, <laughs> no, you're getting like intimate connection, which is important for folk who fight so hard to be legible in the world, to have their, to have their stories and narratives told in their own terms for people who fight hard to be to because they want to be seen, right? It is important to create like a sort of baseline of just standard intimacy, connection, humanity. And that's exactly that's that's the knowledge that you bring right there. That's what you that's how we connect it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. What it and I'm I don't know. I mean, like I'm I can tell you what I'm looking for. I'm looking for forward to 
certainly hearing you engage with all of the folk that you that you have on and and what I love too is that you this this season you're also all temp like tinkering with how we understand and define and think about womanhood mm-hmm. so there's cis women there's trans women there are all manner of women like you know and it, I just I, I love that from all man from all fields and I love that there's a convergence of all of you in this space where I don't think I'm trying to think in the same way I said, I don't know if I heard a podcast of this type where, you know, we're talking not just about, in the seasons one and two, about Black queer men and trans men and men in this way, but I, but also done in a very special way. I don't know if I've heard anything that will be sent, like, in, out in the atmosphere on Black women in mm. this way. So you're all about to do something super, super great. I also think that it's a... I'm hoping that they feel it's a gift because I feel like it's a gift to have a conversation. I feel like when you're at the top of your game and that top changes <laughs> all the time, but when you're at the top of your game and you are having interviews and doing press, it is so rare that the person on the other end of that is you. Mm. I feel like that, that's so real, right? That is so rare. Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation and, point! And it's so exciting when you find out. And we aren't homogenous. We don't all, you know, we're not all going to connect in the same way. But it's so exciting when we have a familiar language, mm-hmm. and that language is sometimes English. That language is sometimes hmm. <laughs> that language is sometimes that side eye. That language is a side eye. <laughs> it is well placed silence. It is, you know, it is things that that culturally and through the and DNA wise, <laughs> we have as a language. And I think that that is so exciting. Mm. You know, that in itself is is a gift. And I'm learning a lot. I have to say, I um, you know, I don't have a lot of trans women in my life. I have one who is a friend who I love dearly and we started working with each other. And we've talked a little bit about her journey, but I don't like to dig into people's spaces like that, even when we're close, unless I feel like it is okay, like really Mm -hmm. okay. Um, So I'm learning a lot talking to, being allowed to talk to the trans women that I am speaking to and being allowed to have very intimate conversation about their journeys. And again, what is very important to me, particularly in that space, is that these women feel safe because the world is so, as unsafe as the world is for women in general, as Mm -hmm. unsafe as the world is even more so for black women, The world for black trans women is the damn running man. Mm. Um, Mm. When I look at the numbers of women, black women, who have been murdered in this year, when I look at the number of trans women who have been murdered in this year, more than half of those numbers are black trans women who are targets Sometimes on site, sometimes not on site because people don't know, but definitely upon recognition. So how do you get to be a person that expresses love in this world when you know that the moment of recognition could also be the moment of of uh, extinction? 
Mm. It's very eye-opening to me, and it's, um, you know, it's a gift to me as a woman to learn about this space that they inhabit. I'm grateful for you, and I, I am so... I'm anticipating the conversations. I'm looking forward to the season and to celebrating all that you all do and to learning, really. To sitting and just being part of those, like as a listener, being part of those conversations and sojourning with you all. And I'm happy. I'm happy that, you know, I claim you as family, you know, and it's, and this is nice, you know, like, oh, my sister's doing season three. You know what I mean? We kept it in the family. Um, (laughs) So I'm grateful. Um, Thank you for saying yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for thinking of me and putting me forward because this isn't this isn't something that I would have thought to do. This isn't something that I was trying to move towards. I've thought of a podcast. I had an idea for a podcast, but it wasn't something nearly as as uh, intimate. And uh, oh, and wait until you wait until the production is done, and it's going to live in perpetuity. First of all, hope that it means that much to someone. Oh, and it will. It will. And I hope it does last because uh, the people that I have been speaking with have so much to give. And that's a, that's a difficult thing to say because I feel like black women give so much all the time, but they have so much to, to uh, share that is, if you allow it to be either a learning space or again, a balm, which I've said many times, or a wake-up call, but very many times a gift and... So often we are not heard. Mm-hmm. We might be listened to, sort of, but we are not heard. And this is a space where what I try to do is really shut up mm. and let people be heard. Maybe we should, we, we need a second subtitle, should be being heard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, being being seen, being heard. Um, (laughs) But so that you can really understand the depths of a being and in doing so, the depths of yourself because we find ourselves sometimes through other people's journeys Yes, if we allow ourselves to do so. Well, thank you. Thank you, Darnell. Being Seen Season 3 launches October 19th with me, Anika Noni Rose, as your host. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to make sure you're notified for each new release. Being Seen is produced by Harley & Co. and created in partnership with Vive Healthcare. <laughs>